Welcome to the podcast, Inside Out. If this is your first time joining us, this is a story that you've arrived in the middle of. It's best to start at episode one. This is season two, My Life Inside a Federal Prison Camp. Season one is the truth is the first victim. And it would be best if you started season one, episode one, and worked your way through. New episodes drop every Sunday. We're so glad you're here. This is Inside Out. I'm your host, James Catledge. Welcome aboard. This is Inside Out with James Catledge as part of the update on what's going on after getting home and and getting back into my life with a good bit, bit of momentum. I received an unusual email, and I'm going to read it to you. This is from Jay, head of development at uh, Dominican Republic Sun Village Resorts and Spa. This is the gentleman responsible. He worked for the Elliots. He was an employee of theirs. He was Derek's best friend. I referenced him in season one. He's a guy that I became very friendly with and developed great rapport with, and he was my point of contact on construction updates and timelines and giving me some insight into how the projects were going. And of course, he built the Sun Village Resort that's there today. He built the villas that are there today, terraced along the hillside. Uh, He was in the middle of legitimate renovation and construction at Sun Village Wondolio when the, the 2007 financial crisis hit. And they slowed down construction because there just wasn't enough money coming in from my clients for them to continue. And that, of course, began the the whole saga that you heard in season one. But anyway, this is a serious guy who had a unique vantage point. And I, I, I knew him from day one down in 2004 all the way through until the Elliots fired him in 2008. So when the money quit flowing and construction stopped on the part of the Elliots, they released Jay, and Jay was my sole contact, my trusted contact in the legitimacy of what was going on. So I get this email, and I'm just going to read you the email. James, I hope you're doing okay. I listened to your podcast. It was shared with me. Season one, I have to tell you, so many emotions. My wife and I heard it together. We both cried. I had no idea what you had to deal with for 10 years and then actually doing time in prison. I am so sorry. I remember the first time we met in the Dominican Republic. I remember thinking to myself, I really like this guy. We had so many really good times together. I always look forward to you coming down and me giving you the updates, us playing some golf and catching up generally as friends. You and I traveled together. We looked at other resorts. We went to Pebble Beach. We went to Scotland. We went to Tahiti. I was in Las Vegas many times. And of course, all the times you came down to the resort to check on things. James, I have had a great deal of respect for you. That has never changed. I love the fact that you always cared so much for what I was doing, my role in the development, trying to get things built. I'm so sorry to hear about the divorce. It must have been very hard on you, Tiffany, and the kids. For what it's worth, I want you to share something with your children. 
And then he leaves a note in his email to my children, which I'm just going to read to you. This is in quotes. Your dad is one of the most honest and impressive guys I have ever met. I love his style. I love listening to him speak. His passion for perfection. His dedication to his business. And of course, the family. We've played a lot of golf together. I've spent many hours alone with your dad. His humor and so much more. I worked for the Elliots for 15 years. Umner's fired in early 2008. I was in charge of all the building of the resorts. I moved back to Canada and started a new business. In 2010, I got a knock on the door from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. That's the same as the FBI in the United States. The FBI in the USA wanted to know if I would speak with them. Regarding the business dealings in the Dominican Republic, I said, of course, 100%. I would tell them whatever they wanted to know and answer any of their questions without hesitation. I can tell you that I told the FBI in my home that your dad never did anything wrong nor committed any type of fraud with anybody. Why would he? I remember saying no loudly to the FBI. Why James has way too much to lose. He cares too much about his clients. I know this. I watched him with the clients. I also remember telling them James Catledge only did his job and he did it very well. He raised a lot of money for Fred and Derek. Your dad is a great man and I'm so proud to say that he is a friend and that I absolutely feel horrible about what he, your mom, and you kids have had to go through. Many years have passed. It was just not right. It's totally unfair. It was the Elliots that should have gone to prison. I guess I'm writing this because after listening to the podcast, I just really want you to know that from a guy who actually worked for the Elliots, that your dad did not commit any crimes. I'm sure you know that, though. He's your dad. We need more guys like your dad in this world. I really hope now that your dad is home, that you guys can spend much more time together and appreciate the times you have. Jay. This is Inside Out with James Catledge. Thanks so much for listening. Hey James, how are you? Jay Burley here. Hope you're well. I uh, wanted to reach out to you and let you know that I really enjoy listening to your podcast. I think you're doing an amazing job. You've always been an incredible speaker and a leader and you can, you know, it, it's great to hear your voice again. It's great to hear that you, you're doing well, you sound well. Uh, it's great to hear that, you know, the time you did in the federal prison slash camp, however you, when you describe it, is is pretty incredible really the experience that you took from it and and i'm in, in good for you for for looking at it that way uh, totally incredible you know the role i played down in the dr the dominican republic as the director of development uh, working for the elliots from 1993 to 2008 um, as the director of development taking care of all the building of the resorts the hotels the restaurants the spas and working with you directly, you know, for, for five of those years. And um, 
James, I liked you from the from the day I met you. The first time that we met in the Dominican uh, with your team, I'm like, I said to myself, now there was a guy I like. I like James. I like everything about you. And uh, you and I had some great times together. Uh, personally, business-wise, you know, you spent a lot of time in the DR and I enjoyed all the times we spent together, whether it was golfing or going up for meals or, or sitting in on meetings and uh, with your team members, etc. So... Um, you know, and we spent a lot of time together outside. I was at your house in Las Vegas. We went to Scotland together. We played golf there. It was, it was great times, you and your crew. And, um, you know, I've been to your house, you know, and met your family. So I just wanted to reach out to you and, you know, let you know that I care for you. Um, I love listening to the podcast and, uh, you know, I, I know you didn't do any fraud. I, I know that. Um, it's not you. I, t- I totally know it's not you. I told the FBI that as well. I said, you know, absolutely not. James has too much to lose with his client base and his company. He built up such an amazing company. I said to them, There's, it's in no possible way he would have done any fraud at all. Too much to lose there. So again, I wanted you to hear this from me. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I love the podcast. You sound great, and I look forward to seeing you soon. And again, James, if there's anything uh, I can do to help you, you know where I am. Take care, and have a great day. Ciao. I want to give all of you an update. I've gotten so many requests for this information. And you know what's interesting? This has become your story, too. Uh, And so I need to apologize to you for being a little selfish about this. One of the tricks I've had to play on my own mind is to not be too consumed by what happened to Derek Elliott or Fred Elliott, for that matter. Fred Elliott, of course, is the father who I believe is the mastermind behind taking advantage of the investors. And I believe his son willingly went along, but isn't quite capable intellectually of executing and getting lawyers to participate like Fred was. Fred's now an old man, lives on a ranch or a farm in Canada. And uh, a, a friend of mine has been by that farm to have a conversation with Fred and Derek um, in the last couple of years. And so they live together. Derek um, apparently has evaded actual incarceration, uh, although he pled guilty long before I did uh, because he was guilty and wanted to get the benefit of cooperating with the United States government because that gives you all sorts of benefits. It doesn't matter if you're the shooter and somebody else was driving the car, the getaway car. In, In our criminal justice system, the shooter if he cooperates, gets a better deal than the guy driving the getaway car. That's just the way it is. And uh, no, no, most people who are not involved in the criminal justice system don't know that, but that's the way it is. So let, let, one of the things that my mother was really concerned about when I got home was, what's going on with Derek? What's going on with Derek? And, and honestly, part of the way I found peace was just letting that go. Because I can't do anything about it. But I wanted to check. 
for her. And I was a little curious personally. And so I'll look it up on the docket. I have my legal team look it up for me because they've got access to what they call the PACER system where they can see active court filings in our case. And we're on the same docket, the same file number, the same court record. Derek Elliott and I share the same docket number. And so I looked it up and he has literally, it's 11 different motions to prolong incarceration. He's been sentenced to two years in what they call a criminal alien facility. He's not camp eligible because he's a Canadian citizen. So he doesn't get the benefits of going to a camp. If you're a Canadian, you don't get the benefits of the First Step Act, which allows for someone to shorten their time by taking classes and doing things to, you know, to better yourself. Well, he won't get those benefits. But Derek Elliott, as of the recording of this episode, is still yet to report to his facility in North Lake, Michigan. He's assigned to a low security prison, which is a, a grade above a camp. That's actually where they actually have prison cells. And he, he will have what they call controlled movements throughout his prison stay, where he can't just go out and go to the library and go to lunch and go to the yard to work out or go play softball or whatever. Control movements mean at the top of every hour, they unlock the doors and you've got 10 minutes to transfer to your new destination. And then they lock those doors. So controlled movements are the way the Bureau of Prison controls inmate movement. It keeps things a little safer and requires inmates to have a little more discipline about their schedule. People that are camp eligible don't deal with controlled movements. They, they're in a camp. It's literally like a college campus for adults, you know, a junior college for adults, except you're all wearing the same clothes and the food is horrific and the medical care is veterinarian at best. And there's great veterinarians out there. They're probably better than the Bureau of Prisons uh, medical staff. And I mean that. I, I mean that. I lived it. OK, I didn't go to all 127 facilities, but I've been to two. And I put them both in the same category. Terrible. Um, so th that's the update on Derek and Fred Elliott. And, and again, I I've got to just for my own sanity, and I suggest this to you. If you can't control it, don't focus on it. If you can't control it, stop paying attention to it. If you can't control it, don't allow your energy to get caught up in it. Because it's very easy to feel the injustice in it. It's very easy to feel like, well, that's not fair. You know, that shouldn't have happened. He should have gotten more time. He should already be in. You know, it, it's so easy to go there for me. So I, I just don't go there. And he'll do his time. You know, the judge at some point, it's the same judge, you know. You know, I'm not going to use her first name. That's disrespectful. But the same judge at some point will lose patience with the prosecution team who continues to honor his request to delay his reporting to duty. And, and I think the reason uh, the prosecution team's so generous in their accommodation, number one, Derek's scared. I know Derek. He's afraid. Uh, number two, I think they know that he was prepared to go on the witness stand and, and help the government in any way they needed. And so w when you are a cooperator, a rat in essence, and you, are, you have the benefit of the government's help, in anything you need, the government's willing to work with you on it, as long as it's within reason. And reporting to duty 
uh, you know, to, to your incarceration date, uh, apparently is one of those courtesies. And he continues to be extended 11 different times. So my time is over. I'm out. I'm free. I'm back into my life with a good deal of momentum. And this man's yet to go in. He will go in. There's, there's no way around it. The, the, you know, the criminal justice system is pretty punitive. You will do your time. Uh, it's just a function of when. And I, I, think, I think the judge will run out of patience soon. That's just the way this goes. But I did want to report to you, that's the status. Fred Elliott sits on his farm. I don't know what he does every day besides getting on a tractor and driving around. He does have an airstrip on his farm. And I've been on that airstrip in one of his airplanes. I think he had a Bonanza. And he can take off and land, literally, on his farm, which is awesome. I think it's like 100 acres uh, in Orangeville, Canada. Uh, so if you want to stop by, you know, you can say hello to Fred and Derek. They do live together. Neither one are married. And uh, I think they both uh, have Harley Davidsons and so probably do a lot of motorcycle trips and enjoy their, their time. But this has got to be nerve wracking, waiting to do your time. I mean, this, this case has gone on. Derek was sued by me. Fred was sued by me and all of our clients back in 2008. So if you could just kind of imagine that length of time, it's an extraordinary amount of time. But that, that's, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of your adult life, and that's just the way it is. So that's, uh, that's the report. This is Inside Out. I'm your host, James Catledge. This is uh, season two, my life doing time inside a federal prison camp. Thanks for being here.